my brother. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Odin Samurai Sons podcast. Uh, I am Jeremy, and we're here alongside Brandon. Uh, it's been a while, man. It has been a while. Um, sometimes just life happens, you know? Life Jobs, does happen. Life, love. Apart- apartments. Apartments. You and I have dealt with so much shit with apartments. We've had just finding one and then ceilings caving in so it's been a lot (laughs) flooding oh my god that was terrible one of our rooms flooded that was fun but anyway we we are burdened with glorious purpose of reviewing loki and the future of marvel we are back uh with a brand new episode um and uh again sorry for being far away from so long so uh, Actually, a good amount of people who asked me where the next episode is going to be, or, or that's where, a good, where that's it is. a good sign. Like you know, keep people like you know, keep people like you know, itching at their fingers. Yeah. For, like, well, the next I was one, like, you know? wow, people are actually listening. That like, I know, I mean, I know them all, but like, it's still that doesn't matter. It's, it's a matter of like, fun. They're, yeah, exactly. But let, let's go ahead and get get going on Loki. We we didn't do episode by episode on Loki this time, so we're just going to kind of encapsulate our thoughts on the entire episode yeah. or on the entire series in this episode. Um, but Jeremy, what were some of your like favorite parts of it? Like can be anything. Oh man. The beginning, the first episode when like after Loki, um, you know, portals his way out of, you know, Stark tower with cube to, I guess was like, you know, the, you know, Gobi desert or something like that. And, um, something, yeah. And the the TVA gets like, you know, apprehends him and all that. And he goes through all these like weird things. He's like, no, I am a God, you doubt creatures and all that shit. And when he's in that room and Mobius played by the national treasure known as Owen Wilson shows him his life in the future. And we all know how his life ends up in the future. Well, actually he showed himself how he's going to die. Yeah. That's what I meant. His future yeah. at the well, time. That's Owen Wilson or Mobius didn't show him that he, he remember he escaped and went back to that room. Um, that's true. That that's himself, true. Actually, sorry. Minor right. correction there. Yeah. Minor correction there. Yes. Um, is like, I didn't like my, my personal thought was I had a feeling this could happen, but I didn't think we'd get this, like this dramatic of a scene, like right away. Boom. It's like, you're right. Your heart, kind of, your heart kind of throbs when you see that shit. If you're as passionate of a fan as myself and, and you are brand to those that are listening, you know? I see I live for that kind of shit though I want to see all their trauma and everything like that because it interests me as a writer and good stories have things like trauma and like real human emotions and things like that but you know also opposite of that as well I think that this show did a spectacular job of balancing that what you just said and humor and comedy um yeah for sure like 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 out of the three out of the three like three series that Disney plus has, has graced us with. This was definitely one where I felt more of the emotions of the main characters arc. Like I I didn't, I I didn't feel the, um, all right with the, I think WandaVision might be a close, might be on divisions all about trauma. So like, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. All right. All right. Maybe, all right. Maybe, all right. Let me, let me backtrack. Maybe from like the previous series of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Can I interrupt now? Because yes, I, I think I know where you're going. I think that yeah. for you, 
emotionally speaking, this series spoke to you the most on that kind of level. I and think so. I think that's what you're kind of trying to arrive at. Cause I think like, I mean, cause we just I, had I, a I'm lot gonna, of I'm going to correct. Now. I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add mm-hmm. to that and say this, this series spoke to me the most consistently for every episode like mm-hmm. wandavision it might not have like, like i'm not sure like, i can't i can't be on 100 honest and say like every every episode of the nine episodes like emotionally resonated with me falcon wear a soldier same thing can't say it emotionally resonated with me loki this this had the emotion every single episode in every in in any way in any and every way that you could think of from when he sees it when he sees his future right in front of him that he should not not have been watching to the very you know i'm going to skip ahead to like the very last episode when you see the emotion he's feeling of not wanting to fight sylvie it's very you're right you're completely right it each episode is very complete and punctuated so properly like it, and it, yes. it it ends that sequence and gives you a, a like a glimpse at the next sequence of the next episode, and we even yeah, get that especially, even especially in the, last when they're in the nexus the nexus event when they're about to die, and like they're holding hands, and then the next episode picks up with them, you know, someone tempotting them out of there, you know. Yeah, that we didn't need to see them go through that door. We just know that they went through that door just by having that door appear there, and then the scene, the beginning of the episode was them being just carted off by guards. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, all really good, good points about the first episode. And then some, um, one of my favorite personally, I, I just thought was super funny. I just loved him getting introduced into the TVA. You're right about that. He was, he thinks he's like a God and he comes from this all powerful family, Odin and Hela and Thor. And yeah. we have bureaucrats manhandling him and not giving a shit with, and they have drawers of infinity stones. And that was that was insane. I was like, oh, my God, that's the power when I knew like, Thanos oh does is not shit anymore. That's when I knew that Thanos was not shit. Um, yeah, that, it's all about it's all about that Kang life, man. Well, that's also another thing about Kang that that they noticed when they were in the elevator. They were like, you're just a man. And he's like, yeah, flesh and blood. Um, like. It's so cool to think that, like, because of this dude's intellect and because he's so smart and because, like, he's so smart that all variations of him are smart, like, it's so cool to think that, like, his intellect, like, could easily just trump Thanos, like, in a heartbeat. Yeah, we, and he's we are also... going out of order on thought, but I just loved every time. Oh, yeah, go ahead. He's, he's, I just loved every time he said the phrase multiversal war i loved every time <laughs> that phrase was said in the in the last episode because i was like oh man i can't wait for the next like splurge let's uh let's move on just like a little bit we can kind of come back to our some of our oh yeah for moments. Sure. Um, oh yeah let's talk about some of the acting in this because oh man hiddleston put on a dicaprio he pulled a dicaprio i <laughs> in I, terms I, of acting i i mean i, I agree and disagree um, he was amazing. I think don't think DiCaprio is the end all be all of great acting. I think Tom Hiddleston himself could be an end all to be all to great acting. Um, he is obviously going to do amazing at this. He's just proven himself time and time again that he's just so cut out for this and cut out for more. Um, when I see him in, in roles like this, it makes me like super happy because he's probably the most well casted character of all time, in my opinion. Um, yeah, of the original like Marvel characters that we've seen like in the last like ten years of Marvel movies, like dating him, back to like Thor, Iron Man, 
best cast characters, hands down. What what about what about Cap? What about Cap? I mean, anyone to me, anyone could play Captain America, but to play Iron Man, you have to be a certain All right. person. All Just, right. And and I love Captain America. I promise, I love him. But like, there are a lot of people who could have played Captain America. It's just that kind of character, in my opinion. I, I I think I see what you mean. All we know is Wyatt Russell could not. Well, he wasn't meant to play Captain America. He that's the whole point. Like, well, exactly. My that, yeah. that was that was what I was getting at. Exactly. Yeah. But Tom Hiddleston, Sophia Di Martino, excuse me. Um, they had excellent chemistry. She felt like a variation of Loki. Like she felt like, like their acting had so much good, like chemistry. They felt like variations of the same person. And I just feel like that seems like a hard thing to pull off in acting terms. Like I, yeah, I'm when you're trying to portray like the same kind of arc as someone else is portraying exactly. in the same movie. And speaking it is of difficult. her, I want to talk a little about Sylvie and what her Nexus event was why she was taken from the TVA in the first place. I think that she, so let's rewind before that. When Loki gets to the TVA, we learn Loki's actual glorious purpose is to call, to cause death and destruction and to help people realize their potential or heroes realize like other parts about themselves. Right. right. So we saw her get kidnapped by the TVA when mm-hmm. she was playing with like her toys. She was playing with yeah. Valkyrie toys. And she was she was playing as the Valkyrie saving like Asgard. So like her Nexus event is that she was fucking kind. And and so she was on a path to not cause death and destruction. She was on a, a path similar to Thor. Um she was on a path of like kindness and compassion and using her powers for good. And yeah. because of that that wasn't her purpose. That wasn't her glorious purpose of what it was intended. And so that's why she was removed from the equation. Um, and I just think that that is a cool, well-written kind of thing, because in the end, she kind of lost that compassion and that, and that kindness, um, you know, because her life was stolen from her by the TPA and by Kang. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit more about the other variations, Bloke, or the other variants. Um, who is yeah. your favorite? I, who is your favorite variant? <laughs> um... <laughs> Other than you know Sylvie, um, uh, I forgot what his uh, actor acting. Uh, what is what the actor's name is? Um, uh, classic Loki. He played a general in Star Wars. That Loki, the one who had like the old fashioned comic accurate costume, right? Yes. Yeah, he was my favorite too. Yeah. I think his first name is Hugh. I know. I forgot. I forgot the actor's name. Actually, you're right. Yeah, it's but... not Hugh Grant. No, that is no, Hugh no, Grant, no. I think. No, is that Hugh no. Grant? I'm an idiot. Hold on. No way. No, that's not Hugh Grant, but they do look very familiar. Hold they on. do. I want to. I want to find this out. Hold on. I definitely should have known that. I feel like I looked that up. Richard. Richard e. Grant, and I was Richard thinking Grant. of Hugh Grant. Okay. Yeah. It was. We. I think we had the last <laughs> name right. We just didn't get the first. Yeah. We, we had our wires crossed there, but yes. you're right. It's, Sorry he, about that, but those listening, we, we did a quick Google. We we did get we did get we did do a quick hey, Google. We we can't hide from that. We I'm can't. all about fact finding, but he did a tremendous job. I he did such a good job that he wanted you yearning for more, but it was so his death was kind of really poetic that I'm fine with him, you know, being dead. But now that the multiverse has collapsed, you gotta think like anybody think can come that. back now. 
anybody. Yeah, but at the same time, he had more of an impact in the span of one episode than a lot of characters in other Marvel movies have had in the span of an entire movie. Oh, you're right. And he, I mean, think about it. He made, like, he was so powerful and cool. He made all of Asgard. And one detail I noticed on that episode when I watched it a second time, because I always watch these episodes twice, um, in, in, in my second times, like, this is when I noticed, like, the rewatch, because... Um, when I noticed things on my rewatch, but he, he conjured lightning like in that he conjured clouds, like thunder clouds with like lightning striking parts of Asgard, like because, because of Thor. And I was just like, wow, that breaks my heart because his nexus event is that he missed his brother and he wanted to go see him again. And he conjured lightning in his illusion and in his last dish effort to like, help the help you know other variants of himself he can't i i just think that was just such a nice little touch on there um but that this show is all about little touches too which i fully oh, yeah. appreciate um when he's rescued by the other variants of loki by classic loki kid loki and boastful loki and alligator loki um there's actually if you look around that room like there's a bunch of things that like are little easter eggs of real life um, there's a, a pinball machine that's like a, a complete mystery to the world. No one knows who, who made these pinball machines um, and how they came to be and where they went. Uh, the one of those pinball machines is, or, or no, uh, excuse me, it's like an arcade game, not a pinball machine. Um, but one of those arcade games is sitting in the background of like their little like sub subterranean palace or whatever. And then he's also drinking. Um, I don't know if you are going to remember this, Jeremy. Do you remember High C Ecto Cooler? Like oh, I remember man. that. Like they discontinued it, and like like we're old enough to remember that actually. It's a high C ecto cooler. It was a discontinued high C drink. Wow, um, you really pick up a bunch of shit on your second watch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. And it was it was discontinued. So I love how they're like adding just like random things in there of just. But that that's the funny part and the beauty of that show of this show. Um, they can do that, especially with like alligator Loki. What the mm -hmm. hell was that? That was so exciting. And then we also got a glimpse of Thor Frog, too. Or Frog Thor. Throg. I don't know. Um, he was in a jar when they were descending down. I think we're going to see him in Love and Thunder. Um, we're going to see the... Wouldn't put it past, yeah. Well, in the, in the comics, Loki turns him into a frog. Um, and he gets the power of Thor. That's right. But um, it, it's just... It's very exciting. Um but uh, one thing I also really liked about the variations was when, you know, our Loki, the Loki who's allied with Sylvie, led President Loki to their door on accident. Um, I, it was just so funny. They, they like, Because, first of all, Tom, another good point about Tom Hiddleston, his acting, he played two characters in that scene, and they could not feel like di more different people like different characters it, it was yeah, they, look, they were they were similar only in looks that's it he he's just the, he's the king he's so good at that he was the whole time like president loki's like and now i betray you and and our loki's like oh my fucking god like is this what i really am like yeah is this is this what i really is this is this how my life turns out really? exactly so like he's like i don't want any part of this shit no way and then boastful loki's like oh and i'm gonna be king and then and then they just keep double crossing each other and i'm just like this is the funniest thing ever um, this is amazing. Yeah. But that, that was also just another good balance of humor. Um, a lot of people I notice, like, at least when I read on, like, Twitter, like, some people aren't really liking the humor in the Marvel Universe. 
I quite enjoy it. I I, I quite I strongly disagree with that. Like it's it's doesn't feel forced to me. If you don't enjoy the humor in this, you must not have liked one second of Thor Ragnarok. Exactly, Thor Ragnarok was hilarious, great action. Um, but anyway, and it served its purpose too in like where it's where it was in the timeline. But it was also hilarious. One thing I want to move to, which really just kind of stuck out to me, and we don't have to talk about this for long because it is kind of a short topic. But you know, you have a lot of history in this too, being from marching band and everything. Sure. The, the music in this show was crazy. It, it it was like a 90s aliens mystery movie vibe that like... It almost kind of had that Stranger Things type of feel to it, but in its own way. Exactly. It, it was it was like a, a cool like theremin kind of like deal, which I really liked. But it also like felt like, like if you notice like during like kind of like the serious moments, there's also like... It, it almost sounds like Viking music a little bit. Like, like there's like horns or something in there. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, it, like very loud, like a loud, very loud brass, like crescendos and stuff like that. Very loud brass, like boom, like like pops. Well, not even that. Just like I don't even know how to explain it. Like the scenes where they they kind of have like a lot of eye contact with each other. It's actually more like a subtle, like little crescendo, actually. Of like like almost like a string instrument and then decrescendo and crescendo again, um, but I'm yeah. we know music so we I, I'm glad we could explain that to each other. We know what we're talking about though. I know I I knew we weren't on the same page when you said that though. I'm like, thanks, Mister Moore. Uh, <laughs> right. But, um, it was our band teacher. But let, let's keep on uh, moving on. Just wanted to kind of point out that the music really stuck out for me. I, okay. Next next thing to talk about the apocalypse scene. Like yes. I love how how they how the great lengths they went. They yeah, they threw in Pompeii because it's one everyone knows about. So it's like it's a very common Nexus event in this case. And then they threw in like fucking Lamentis, like and then Alabama? What? Alabama? Well that must be it. yeah, well that's not political at all. Okay. It's not political because they were just like, This is climate change. It's not climate change is important. <laughs> that <not> is not true. <laughs> they they basically were just no. I mean that's what it was. There was like one of the worst hurricanes in history, and it was a climate change cl- cataclysmic event. That's exactly what it was. Except um, this hurricane actually hit Alabama this time. You know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it was what, you don't know what I'm talking about there, but I think people that that are listening might. Okay, um, let's move on. Let's go on to the production, directing, and special effects. Especially Kate Heron, take a bow. Yes, um, she directed. She was very firm on having Loki actually be bisexual, so I'm pretty stoked on that. And then, you know, a lot of times, you know, this let, let's let's kind of talk about the difference between written and directing, or you know, being the writer and the director, um, or the yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's the same person. Um, sometimes people write and direct. Um, sometimes, or actually most of the time, it's two people working together. Person writing mm-hmm. and directing is making that vision kind of come true with camera angles and things like that and kind of being the part that captures it and making sure that it, they direct it how it would appear it's written. I know that's not a great explanation, but that can go into like, where the camera goes, where, like, you're facing when someone says something. Like, things like that. The point of view of the camera of where, like, 
certain action scenes go and things like that. There's a lot of things that a director can do that a writer can if they don't have experience directing. But these people just kind of work together so harmoniously, it seemed like. Um, Michael Waldron just seemed like he had really great ideas with this in the TVA and Kang, um, which I will brag about soon that I was right about Kang. Um, but no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Trust me. I'll give you your, I'll give you your, your, your well-deserved due. But um, they, they just work so harmoniously together that um, I, I kind of hope that they have like another partnership um, in, in, in Marvel. Yeah. I hope, I hope this is not the last project that either one of them are on when it comes to uh, Disney um, owned material. It would be, I would love to see both of them work together on like a Star Wars project. That would be really cool. And and for me, I would prefer they do something in Star Wars animation um, just because I'm partial to that. I want, I want more Star Wars animation. Well, keep in mind, Wal- Waldron, he's, he, he is, he's the writer for Doctor Strange. I know multi- that. In the multi- yeah, I know? want, I want him in Star Wars. I know that him and Sam Raimi are going to kill it in Doctor Strange. Like, that's just, like, not even a question. Like, it, apparently it's going to be a pretty scary movie. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you know? Elis- Elizabeth Olsen said that, like, you know, Sam Raimi's really going for, like, the scary factor. So I'm, I want to be freaked out by a Marvel movie. I'm ready to be traumatized, scared, I'm ready to piss my pants in the movie theater. Let's do it. Yep, get your adult <laughs> diapers ready. Yep, there fine. you go. Adult diapers, fine. I don't have to get up. Fine. Okay. <laughs> But let's um let's move on to the future of Marvel, the implications that this the season finale has, and now that we know we're getting a second season of Loki, which if any of these deserve a second season, it's like, Loki. It's Loki. Wanda. Like every single every other series played its part perfectly. There's just more to tell in Loki. Wanda was about how her past trauma is going to affect her future, but her future is being told in, in Doctor Strange in, in the multiverse, which is right. awesome. It's, which is, so which, is, which fits. It fits. It, like, it you don't need fits. another series. You don't need another, like you, you, you can share the spotlight. You don't need the spotlight to yourself this time. You know? We, we, we delved deep into her backstory. We don't need another season of that. Right. Um, we'll know We'll know what to, what to explore. We'll, we'll have an idea of what to possibly expect. You know when Doctor Strange comes out next year. Speaking of which, I want to discuss how Wanda, Loki, and Doctor Strange. How I think this is all going to coincide, and why and how we're going to get a next movie for for Doctor Strange. Um, and the reason I think is because of what happened in Loki. There's no more order in keeping separation from the multiverse. It's exposed. Like the cat's out of the bag. But I don't think that's what's going to cause the events in Doctor Strange. I think that now that the the multiverse is exposed, she is going to grab her children from one of those realities. And doing that is going to cause like a tarred reality and unleash something. And that's where Doctor Strange is going to, you know, come in and, you know, help her save the day or whatnot. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I think it's going to happen. I don't think like he caused, like, I think he caused like the multiverse to like separate and be exposed to one another. But, uh, but I think Wanda is going to be like to one be like, Oh, here are my kids. Let me grab them. Oh shit. 
I tore a hole in everything. Um, like that kind of deal. Like, would you think like, is that feasible? You think like, what do you think of that? I, th- I think that is feasible given like the, the like implications that come that, that come with that in the, in regards to like Wanda wanting her kids multiverses is, is, is going to shit. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strange, um, expert in multiversing, you know, it all, it all adds in and Loki expert in experience of multiverse, you know, this is a, all right. I have a quick, like, thought to 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 ask like go ahead like we got avengers endgame from all of those movies that came before it bundled what do you think we'll get from these next batch of movies bundled as far as like and 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 kang's like the new thanos now so like how will he meet his demise so to speak you know you're asking about the big big picture of like i am yeah where where overall like this is going to take us for our next big baddie so like this is like we're getting our big baddie this early in the in the um this might not be the big bad no all right tell the viewers tell tell the listeners who so kang the conqueror is obviously someone to fuck with he's more powerful than thanos because he's so fucking smart um and the whole right. reason the TVA exists is I was right about this. I predicted this. I'm just gonna say it. Um, yeah, Brandon Brandon got 80 to <laughs> seventy to eighty percent of this this right, which begs the question: When am I gonna work for why? Marvel? Why? <laughs> when when should I send in my job application to be a writer for Marvel? Um. Um. But anyway, we'll just I, we'll I, just let that soul silence hang in the air. Um, but anyway, I wanted to. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Damn. What was I talking about? Big baddies. Oh, big baddies. Thank you. Big baddies. Um, I don't think that Kang is the biggest, biggest baddie in the long run. I think he's a real bad guy, and we're going to kind of have him be the villain. Of... So does he meet his device in, like, Quantumania for, like, Ant-Man? I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I think that oh he's going to – I think that he's going to be the precursor to something even worse. Like – like I, I, I couldn't tell you what. Maybe Galactus. Who fucking knows, you know? But like, I and think that's that, we're getting Fantastic Four. That's, that's yeah, true. exactly. Maybe like Silver Surfer or something like that. But like, what we know is that they have a plan, which is good, you know, which is yeah, great. I, yeah, that's true. And we don't know shit, which is awesome. I love not knowing shit. We usually, I have, love it. Yeah, yeah. It's nice when we're on the same playing field, Brandon. <laughs> exam- well, no, I'm talking about like I. I mean, I know shit. No. Um, but I'm talking about like from like movie sets and predictions and leaks and things like that. We okay. So another thing, I, I'm, we're we're everywhere this episode, but that's fine. Who cares? In Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, it is confirmed that Loki now will be making an appearance. They confirm this after the season finale aired. So they have like, and Doctor Strange is done filming. So we have we had no idea that Loki was in this movie. We there could be other characters that we don't know about coming out. They announced that they confirmed that he was going to show up. At yeah, the and it's very strategic how they you know when that news comes out and who they're not going to tell us is in it either. Exactly. That's also like this is why we don't have a Spider Man trailer too. Like a Spider Man oh, yeah. trailer. Like we, we we only had like a like a like a teaser for like the title. That's it. We had to find out more from Loki. And then Wanda's going to fuck it all up. And then we're going to get to Doctor Strange. And then we're going to get to Spider-Man after that. 
So all of these events are preceding each other. So like we don't really need a big, big baddie right now. Wait, Doctor Strange is out 2022. Spider-Man's out at the end of this year. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, it's still going to have implications in that, I believe. No, I believe you. I just, I yeah. just want to make sure the right the, the order was correct. In my, I was saying, like, Spider-Man's the end, like, Christmas time this year. I'm pretty sure. I, I believe so. I think you're right on that. Yeah. But, but, I mean, regardless of that, though, like, the multiverse and the fabric of reality collapsing means that the gates are wide open. Anything could happen. You know, there doesn't necessarily need to be a big baddie. Maybe there's a big, big bad situation. Or just a batch of, or just a batch of media baddies, or just like a fucking, it's just like a fucking predicament. Rather, like it's, it's not really like a a villain or per se. Like it could be, it could be like this could like be Galactus who comes and he's like, I'm gonna eat Earth. Who knows? I have no idea. I mean, he could take Earth and swallow it like a gumball, but like I. I just don't know, but I, it's very All exciting. Right. Let's um, talk about a show that's coming out next month that doesn't have as much of an impact on the the you know the MCU timeline, but it's like this one's going to be fun because it's like this is what I would have done too, like the What If series. Here's why you might be wrong about that. Um, Tom, right, let's talk. Let's talk about it at least. Tom Hiddleston said in an interview like like yesterday or two days ago, I think, um, that. Are you talking he about basically... the inter- interview you had with Fallon? No, no, no. He wasn't with Fallon, but he had an interview where he basically said that the What If series will have implications in the Marvel Universe. So is it like them foreshadowing what we'll see in like like close to what we'll see in like other movies, just not the right characters because it's a What If? Man, maybe that's... maybe it'll have direct implications into like what happens in the marvel universe that the marvel characters that we know will be completely unaware of who knows like i have no idea but yes i am very excited for that i love animation august 22nd yes august 22nd um yeah i have high hopes for that um the watcher is played by is voiced by jeffrey wright um who is just great he he was in westworld he was he's been in a lot of stuff but he he's a great actor and tremendous voice actor as well um very excited for that and the animation style looks sick it looks really cool mm-hmm. um just like there's i i think of the thing i'm really excited for gamora and spider-man i'm i'm excited to see what happens with them and yeah. o- okoye as well oh but, and, and captain kata Yes. Oh, wow. I forgot about her, actually. I forgot about Captain Kata. Captain Kata. Yes. Yeah, it's like you're trying to like do like a British accent, but it ends up becoming Boston. Yeah, I know. That's a problem. We're from Boston. Um, I mean, I, I, we are. We don't have accents, but when we're trying to say the word Carter in a British accent, it just turns into a Boston accent. It's just it's Kata. <laughs> Kata. No, yeah, you got to say it's... <laughs> yeah, you got to say it's... You got, you gotta say it's slower in order to make it sound British. But anyways, all right, next. Thor, Love, and Thunder. I do know for a fact that Guardians of the Galaxy will be in this movie. My So this looks like a fun movie directed by Taika Waititi. That we, we have some set photos from this movie. They This movie has, there has been like a lot of exposure to it, honestly. But it's but, been intentional though, right? I, I don't know. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes it can't be. There's never really like a way to know. Well, it, depends, it depends on the source, I guess. I have seen pictures of Thor wearing like a jean jacket, like a white shirt with like a big blue star on it. And then oh, like, I am cut off jeans. 
no, no, I'm for it too. But it also like when I see things like that, I'm just like, okay, you're spoiling the best what? parts. No, well, no, that's a great part. But I'm just like, what's this movie gonna be about? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, I'm clearly, like, Brandon, I'm like, love I'm the thunder. Like, I'm, I love I'm, how the guy with thunder is wearing jean shorts. I, I'm here for this energy. I'm, I'm loving what he's wearing. I'm here for it. But I'm just like, but... at the end of the day, I'm like. What's Why? this movie about? Like, <laughs> like, what what could possibly hey, in context? If you're, at, if you're still asking that question now and it still has not come out, that's a good thing. Yeah, but it, it's still just like I mean, in a comedic way of just like, what the fuck are they gonna do? <laughs> um, yeah, but in a, also in an exciting way. Um, but uh, moving on from that, let's talk about another one coming out soon: the Eternals movie. Um, oh hell yes this is why they have never stepped in until now i think like because of the collapse of the multiverse i think this like, is the yeah reason. what we saw what we saw in the last episode of loki was like all right the turtles were like all right guys time to get off the bench let's get in the game because they're like we haven't interfered until now i'm like okay bitch there have been people invading your planet from like captain marvel coming to destroy everybody there have been people trying to snap people out of existence that might be fina's cousin we don't know if they're actually related in, in this you know cinematic universe but they are in the comics um it's true and it it's just like it, it it has to be the multiverse collapsing that caused them to do this because obviously like the people who are in charge of the multiverse could slap the shit out of Thanos and make him bleed and shit like that with all just like, just based on technology, they'd win. But like them not interfering, like there, this has to be like a step up now is what I'm saying. The multiverse collapsing has to be the reason the Eternals are going to be coming into the fray and things like that. Yeah. There has, there's no other explanation for their involvement in the first place. I mean, who so, knows? Could be something else, but another one that I'm absolutely looking forward to. This is, I think, this is probably one of my most Eternals and Shang Chi and the Te- Legend of the Ten Rings. I, I think this is this one and Eternals are my top two. You have to like, refresh my memory about this because I think when we talked about the future of Marvel in our very last episode before this one, I asked about the reference of Ten Rings being from like Iron Man, the very first Iron Man. Can you can you can you jog my memory on that? Yes, yeah, so the Mandarin in the comics, they in when Iron Man came out, they wanted to do like a funny nod to the comics. So they chose the Mandarin and the Ten Rings, not knowing that years later they'd be bringing it to live action. So it was it was a it was a very fortunate coincidence. Yes and no. It depends how they play it off in the movie of like why he's the real Mandarin and why why and how that there is a fake. So okay. like, All right. it depends. All right. So it depends. But All right. for me, All like right. I, I just, the trailer just got me so excited. The martial arts looks insane. The, oh yeah. It's like, you can tell when some stunts are being done, but you can also tell when these actors know what the fuck they're doing. And, and the main actor, Simu Liu also, first of all, total babe, very hot. He is he's so like uh, come on, uh, he's so high, and he just I just have so much faith in him as a first of all. You have a lot more than just faith, don't you, huh? That that's true, but I, I think <laughs> I think he's going to be a really good addition to the Marvel universe as an actor and as eye candy. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Well, hold on. Let's backtrack just a quick second. So we just went over the Eternals and Shang Chi. What other movies? My apologies, Eternals and Shang Chi. What other movies besides the ones they're starring in will will we see them in? What do you mean by that? Ask that a different way. Will the Eternals be in any other movie after the movie Eternals? I think that going back to your question about like the bigger, bigger picture, yeah. I think that they're gonna come back to back to the fray when there's like a, a bigger, bigger picture movie. Like an event you know how there was like an Avengers movie? But there's no way to pinpoint which movie right now. Exactly. Right? I think okay. that they're like so far they're gonna be the most powerful in our known existence right now. And so they only have to they're gonna come back when there's a powerful being that kind of rivals them to stop them, I believe. Um, but I'm also really excited for um, uh, Marvels. That that's the what they're going to be titling um, the next Captain Marvel movie. It's going to have Miss Marvel as well as Monica Rambeau um, in it mm, as well. Yes. Um, but let, let's. I'm just going to go ahead and just list off everything that's coming out. Um, we got She Hulk. Um, which we might also see the return of uh, Charlie Cox uh, from Daredevil from the Netflix series. Um, he might be reprising his role, but actually more accurately starting over his role because the Netflix won't be considered canon. Um, but so he's I, basically start. He'd be starting from scratch. He's going to start from scratch, but he's such. He'll a have good already, actor. He'll have an advantage. He'll have the upper hand of having played the role already. Yeah, least. he's so good at it. He he. Do you know how hard it is to be a like to play a blind a blind, a, a blind lawyer <laughs> it's it's it, he does it so well and so convincingly he you have to i thought ben your... affleck did a decent job in like the uh, i never very... saw that. i all right fine fair enough since you said that i have not seen the series on netflix but i thought i thought ben affleck did a very good job given the circumstances when that movie was released mm-hmm. i thought he, like given that you know like marvel movies were not taken as seriously as they are now I don't even know who the rights belong to. It might not have been a Marvel movie at the time. Well, it's a Marvel character. It was a Marvel character. So, like, I think he did a pretty decent job given that, you know, I don't think everyone was paying as much attention to those types of movies as we are now. You're right, because actually a lot of, like, the things that assisted Charlie Cox in his work were the advancements of camera angles. And that, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but, like, it you makes know, a difference. It makes a huge difference because when you, when you're trying to play a blind person, you have to keep your line of sight at like a certain place when you want to be looking at someone or something. Right? And doesn't that yeah, sound hard? Like that sounds, sounds like you have to be you have to be convincingly blind to people that can look at you. Exactly. While also convincing them that you have other senses that can see it, that compensate for it. Yeah, um, it's it's a tougher role than it looks. Yeah, for sure. We got All right, Oscar, now. Um, oh, sorry. What was that? We got Moon Knight. That's going to be a great series. Yes, Oscar Isaac um, is coming. Oh, is that for the for Moon Knight? Yeah, he's going to be playing Moon. We Knight. got Poe. We got Poe. Also, more eye candy. Thank you, Disney. Um, I'm no. just going to say we got Poe. Brandon, stop, stop it, stop it, just stop it. Okay, thanks for that, Poe. Um, or Disney for Poe. Uh, we have we have two Guardians of the movies, Guardians of the Galaxy movies coming out. We have a, we have Guardians, a Christmas one. We have a Christmas special. I don't know how long that's going to be. Um, or what, I don't it's know. It's going to be Christmas. I don't know anything about that, honestly, or what's going to happen, or what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy three. If we're going to see finally see Adam Warlock 
because we were kind of promised him at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, Wait, was that that, um, that end credit scene with the uh, Sovereign? Exactly, right. yeah. When she was like, I think I'll call him Adam. Ha ha. And it was, it was the coffin, um, but it was... Okay, yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Just making sure that that's was, what you That's mean. Adam Warlock. Um, I want to see him. Who knows what he's going to be like or what kind of problems he's going to cause. Uh, we got Secret Invasion. We have, I think also, for the future, this is one of the biggest ones I'm excited for. Because we have two A-list actresses joining this. And other people, obviously, that we know and love. But, like, people I did not expect to join the Marvel Universe um, who are tremendous actresses. Act actresses, excuse me. Um, we have Amelia Clark, who we don't know who she's going to be playing. Um, some we know who say, she's played in the past, so that's really all you need to know. Yeah, oh, she is so good. And and um, we also have Olivia Colman, who played Queen Elizabeth on The Crown. Um, oh, that's a prominent role. That I I have to tell you, like I I'm I like shows like that. I I like shows that are, are realistic and things like that. But I'm picky about them. Um, I have to be interested in like the premise that's going on or like the historical context. And I, I never really found the crown interesting or like the royal family interesting until I started watching that show. And it was because of her. Um, one of the reasons I kind of stayed with it. She does such a good job of just keeping you hooked in there. Um, her joining the Marvel Universe, I hope it's a in a villain capacity. Um, yeah, and this one's going to be a series as well. Yes, it is a series. So mm -hmm. we're, we're excited for that. Um, I kind of like them putting in more series than movies, to be quite honest. Like. I, agree. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like, I mean, like there are some movies that you need them to be movies like, you know, your guardians, your Thors, mm -hmm. your, your, your Spider-Mans, your, your black Panthers, but like things like Hawkeye going to be a good series. Moon Knight going to be a good series. Cause like, and like secret invasion, same thing. Cause like they're, they're like, they're, they're giving us variety of like, you know, like the first three series that we've had, we've, we've, we've met these characters before and we now well, we've like, gotten to know, we got to know them a little bit better. You well, know? that's like that's one of the biggest and best differences between television and movies is what I love. Television, you know, is is a prolonged series of events that kind of cascade from one another. And then movies is kind of like you kind of break that down into usually like three to five parts rather than many, many moving parts. Um, mm -hmm. You kind of have more of like a rise and a fall and a resolution and a denouement. Um but, you know, I, I just I, I think I agree with you. I think I prefer television um, for things like this to movies. But you're right. Some things can only be movies like you can't have an Eternals TV show. That no. would never work. Never. You can't. Work have in a you, you can't same with Shang-Chi. Same exactly. with Shang-Chi. Because they deserve. They just. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for like Shang-Chi, like we are getting introduced to them. They need as much of like an audience to draw them in as possible. And how do you do that? You put them in the box office. I think no for someone box. like Miss Marvel, though, I think her story is kind of less cataclysmic than Shang-Chi because he's dealing with like a criminal organization that is his father. That needs to be a movie. But that with, needs to be a movie. But with Miss yeah. Marvel's uh, origin story. I'm very okay with that being uh, very static, honestly, with that being a TV show. 
Um, but I, I think we're going to cap it off right there, Jeremy. You got anything to s- else to say to our viewers, um, our listeners? <laughs> well, yeah, right. You can't see us. Uh, um, well, we apologize that life happens and we took about like, what, two months since our last episode. We hope eh. that we will not make this as much of a habit to not do episodes, you know, as often uh, as, you know, given the time period between when our last one was and this one. But, uh, Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, tell your friends, Brandon, send it on home. Yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for giving us a listen. Sorry about the delay. Um, but, you know, we were burdened with glorious purpose. All of us are. Um, we are very excited about the future. We're going to be trying to do some more podcasts um, now that life has calmed down a little bit and things are going a little bit more steady. Um, so keep on the lookout for things about, like, the What If episodes. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to the Odin Samuel Sons podcast. We're available anywhere where podcasts are available as well. Have a good one.